amazing grace, how sweet the sound to save a wretch like me. I once was lost at the Six Flags, amazing grace. Hey, hey guys, it's it's us, it's, it's Max, Nick, it's Ben, I, I know that uh, you normally come to us for our goofs and spoofs and, and general attempts at jokes, but uh, like, like you all were still dealing with the grips of the event and the, the people we lost along the way and so we just you know yeah. we had to we had to cut the crap out uh for once ever since just... the uh the great incident uh i think you probably can tell uh Podburgers has gone down from 10 hosts to just three it's the only ones who survived are me ben and matt and things are gonna be different but it, i think it, i think it's gonna be Ultimately, and this is fucked up, and I said this at the funeral in my eulogy, and I got a lot of weird looks, but I think it's going to be healthy for the show. I'm happy about it, um, because I have to, that means less files for me to Less edit. editing. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Jason was a pretty controversial host of Pod Burglars, and I've actually gone back and deleted all of his episodes out of respect, uh, ever since him, his uh, airplane crashed into the airplane with the other uh, six hosts in it. Uh, and... I've- and of course, uh, Monica was always a, yeah. a bit of a, a firebrand. Well, Monica and Monaco were both. I mean, uh, doing a podcast with identical twins is never easy. It's what no. they tell you in podcasts. But so. I, I, even these years later, I stand by our decision to cast an Xbox Live Arcade game as a co-host. Me too. And I think I think Monaco really, really proved themselves. Me too, and I think and it was really nice. humble of Andy Shots to give us all the rights to Monaco going forward. It's going to help us because uh, we. We're not making a lot of money on the show right now, and yeah. I mean, then again, I don't think Monaco is making a lot of money either on Xbox Live Arcade, but it's still more than than Podbovers. It's is sad making. because we were set up with them to have those alt skins for all the characters be us, but now there's not enough of us hosts for the all to, the characters in the game to even do a heist. Yeah, yeah so I was going to be the, the the driver. I was going to be the one who digs through the walls. Uh, Matt, other than other than dealing with the, the the financial implications of our our podcast going down from ten people to just three, how have you been doing? Well, not not great, Nick and Ben. Not great because even even beyond the losing our our valuable seven other co-hosts who talked at the same time as us, uh, you know, we lost a, a major figure in the world of video games too. One of the one of the great ones, I would say, and I think it would really honor the memory of our co-hosts to not honor them and instead honor this other person uh, who we lost recently. I'm, uh, of course, as Heartlessness already know, I'm talking about uh, Naruto, uh, who finally ended his his time yeah. on this earth. Uh, recently, Naruto was... What happened uh, to him again? Uh, Naruto wa- lost his uh, his battle. He mm. he was dealing with a uh, a serious illness, and uh, he he uh, con- he was defeated by ninja. He got to ninja. Uh, Naruto 
or uh, to his friends, just Naruto, uh, and to his teachers, obviously, Naruto uh, Shippuden, uh, was uh, several years old, and he was a great guy. He was never the same since that boating accident where no. he ate a boat. It was fucked up, and I think he had to undergo a lot of surgery. Uh, as, as I think most people know, that headband was really the only thing holding him together from a physiological perspective. And he was more balloon than man by the end. He was, and by was. balloon, I man, I mean and boy. It's appropriate because that's kind of where his nickname Naruto came from. That's actually Japanese for balloon boy, yeah. and uh, I think that's not a lot of people realize, but that is where he mm-hmm. came from. Naruto, obviously, a protagonist of several fine video games. One from uh, Ubisoft. It was it was very kind of Yves Guillemot to send that fruit basket full of copies of Assassin's Creed 3, uh, which he, as we know, was Naruto's favorite game. He loved those boats. He really it's loved them. Really it's boats. where he got the idea to eat the boats after the main character which in Assassin's Creed 3. It says a lot about, it actually says a lot about how realistic that game is, that he saw those boats, he got so, 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 so hungry. And I also think that as a ninja, most of what he learned about hopping from tree to tree came from that really good tree tech that they had in, in Assassin's Creed 3 to let you climb up the tree and climb all over the branches. <laughs> It was it was very thoughtful of you. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you very much. Naruto Evie. is uh, is uh, his legacy is carried on by his son Boruto, and I would here would like to make a quick aside and say that that's not a joke. That is canonically Naruto has a son called Boruto, and that's real. Naruto is he was Naruto, but he was born, so he's Boruto. Boruto, he's yeah. Fucking oh god, I'm that's sorry. very sorry. Ben's, Ben's father's name was Jen. But his name is Ben because he's born. I just got to say really quick, um, I, we've explicitly talked about not swearing this episode, and I'd like to formally apologize, uh, although Matt Kessler did say crap earlier, but I didn't call him out on that. Uh, well, I, I, it was C.R.A.P, which is an ancient ninja term. What does that for, stand for? C-R-A-P? Yeah, what's that acronym? What's that it acronym? stands for Christ, really. A palm. A palm. Palm. Christ, really? It's a, it's, a, it's a ninja term. And, and POMB is an acronym for what? <laughs> POMB is an acronym for please, oh god, more butts. Is, is oh god one word? Please, oh god, <laughs> more butts. POMB. POMB. So, um, that's what that, every, and when you graduate, that's why they play POMB in circumstance, because you're going to, you're in a circumstance where you don't see any more butts that's right it's where that vitamin c sound came from as we go on we remember all the palm we had with naruto i don't want to start any drama but ben i noticed you're not standing up and your hand is not over your heart so if you could explain (laughs) yourself this is serious if you're if you're not with us you're against us it's so true uh no comment that's that's what i like to hear um this hey, is ben, what you, were you we relieved covered. when when Kessler started that eulogy for a member of the industry who died, and he wasn't talking about Palmer Lucky? Because I was really <laughs> worried. I was really worried that's where he was going with it, and I'm so glad that that's not that's not what he said. Yeah. That's not how I roll, man. You don't like to. Oh God! What the freaking heck happened? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you just wanted to bring I just it wanted up. to bring it up and then not address it. At <laughs> I'm not sure I can talk about it. Right. All right, yeah. well, let's move on to the next thing on our list. What's um, next on the topics? Oh, it's week? Pepe. Did you hear what <laughs> Balmer Ducky said? What? 
Um, I'm falling out of the airplane because Matt pushed me. You've put Matt pushed you? <laughs> so who are we talking to now? Who am I speaking with? <laughs> I'm the person who erupted Matt. My name is, is Jeff Carter. <laughs> it took you that long to come up with Jeff? <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> Uh, my parents were very creative. My mom was an accountant. My dad was a frisbee. Are they no longer with us? They also fell out of the airplane. It sounds like <laughs> you fell out of the airplane. And are, how far up from the ground are you? Because I want to know. Matt has committed three murders since the start of the podcast. I just tried to unlock my iPhone 7 by pressing the home button. And it wouldn't open. And I pressed the home button again, and then it took three screenshots all at once. So you're saying technology. Yeah, me and Ben both have iPhone 7 Pluses. Matt Black is the, oh. one of the other co- co-hosts who died <laughs> on the show. Unfortunately, Matt, he was So you both have iPhone 7. We both have iPhone yeah, 7. We live in San Francisco, Matt. So I, should, I, should I suck you both off? like, Or can I take turns? Depends if you can fit two phones in your mouth. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, Ben. Matt, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> Why'd you, you say that? Me, well, you told me you had iPhone 7 Pluses, which means according to the San Francisco cast society, means you're better than me. Yeah, but and I just don't think that there's a blowjob component to that at all. You don't? Are you? No. Are you sure? Well, no. Matt, I'm not. he's not speaking for both of us right now. <laughs> Um, Thank goodness. I don't want to live in a world that isn't governed by our rigid caste system man, of whoever has a better phone is in charge of the dog. I am uh, I'm tempted as all get out to start talking about iPhone seven headphone jack stuff. But I feel like as someone who listens to Pod Burglars, I hate it when we talk about real shit. So I'm gonna repress my very strong instinct to just bitch about the lack of a headphone jack because it's worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I went in, it's very bad. I went into it with an open mind. I was like, well, maybe it won't be all bad. It's really shitty. It's uh, really it shitty. Took, it I, took tremendous courage for them to remove that headphone jack. Some people have asked why we would remove headphone jack. Well, the reason to move on, courage. Courage to move on. We can use lightning. Now, Nick, I don't want to call you out, but you're not standing up with your hand over your heart at this point. <laughs> um... I guess it is, in a way, though, it is really brave to make your product demonstrably worse for no reason. <laughs> like, if, if they had a reason to do it, then it wouldn't have been brave. It's but, skinnier well, at the bottom. It is skinnier at the bottom, I guess. Is it even? I fucking can't tell. <laughs> I don't but think Nick, it is, actually. The battery life. It actually... Home. Dude, my this phone has actually never died on me. Yeah. It's gotten low, but I've literally never run out of batteries on I got a... I had it charged up to 100%. Then I got in an Uber and rode for 45 minutes down to fucking Burlingame to go to a convention. And I was on my phone the entire Uber ride. And when I got there, my phone was at 98%. It's That's fucking cool. wild. And it's also probably like any new phone. It's like a honeymoon period where it'll just get worse and worse and worse over time. But right now, I am fucking obsessed with the battery life on it. Because we both got, me and Ben both got 7 Pluses. So it's like, just we're basically carrying a big I'm, battery. I'm on my knees. On I, I'm, I'm ready to service you. Just let's get it over with. You don't need to keep bringing it up. Right. With the blowjobs. All right, well, I think this is the Matt, part. where do you want me to come? Yeah, I was about to say, well, this is where most people think that we would... And on oh, on my, on my iPhone 6, obviously. <laughs> right, I'm that's the ultimate way I, to if I, if I desecrate can, it. If I can rub the seed of a superior cast's uh, children on my phone... I'm glad we're not casting this. Me too. Into 
an iPhone so I do love Matt that you're like unfortunately as a as a manufacturer of a virtual reality headset we cannot disparage our cum cum jizz jizz all over my fucking phone come on my phone suck suck dicky dicky sucky sick, duck, I'm not, dick suck situation. I'm not in the phone business I don't even know what a phone is I've never even seen a phone well, if, no. that's because, is that because they put a PlayStation VR headset on your head and you don't have a Sony Xperia, so you can't see your phone? No, it's because when we started on day one, we all got jitterbugs, and then the jitterbugs ran away. Because they weren't the jitterbug uh, phones that are made for old people with bad eyesight. They were actual insects that ran away. Mm, that's that is, not a phone. It explains yeah. why they ran away. It was like a whole uh, carrier pigeon thing, but it was tiny, tiny bugs. I feel like you're... Full you're... size layers and memos. Uh, Matt, I scammed Target out of an Xbox One S while I was in <laughs> Chicago this week. Oh, did you get that $200 Xbox One? I did, yeah. Nice. I, well, I was, in, I was on a plane on the way to Chicago when I saw the deal, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going for it. And I did in-store pickup in Chicago for, for the Target that was around the corner from my hotel, and then when I landed in Chicago, I picked up the Xbox. So you, you just you used it as an opportunity to get... It was an S, right? An it S, yeah, an S. Act. Okay. Because uh, I've got, like, I've got a fucking pre-release Xbox One from, like, before launch that has, like, a weird QR code taped to the front, and it's been kind of dying on me. Like, I've been getting weird hitching in uh, Halo 5, a game that should never be hitching, because it's, like, got that 60 with a dynamic resolution shit going. So I'm like, I could use another Xbox, put it in the living room. Also, like, I wanted to play Forza Horizon 3, but I don't want to play that sitting at my fucking computer desk. I want to play that lean back on the couch. Uh, Ideally, all the way into the cushions, like, just your legs straight up in the air right. and your head in between your legs. Just and- like, like, oh, you're you're talking about the way that I love to play fucking l- luge on PlayStation yeah. Worlds. We call it the Ender's Game. Um I'm, it's a good thing this show takes forever to come out because the embargo will definitely lift it on all this PR, PSVR stuff by then, right? Probably. One cool thing about using PSVR is that at least for the games that like aren't super, super high-res crazy graphics demanding, like I feel like the resolution is there and everything looks nice and it's like you still, I still feel presence and immersion with it and that was my only worry. And so I'm, Yeah, I'm yeah. Happy. I mean, I, I, I've had the... I'm speaking solely as a consumer. I, I've had the... The privilege of trying all the, just all the ma- the the major VR headsets on the market right now. I haven't tried that that Razer one that just came out, but but Gear, Oculus, uh, Vive, and I, I've been super impressed that the the PSVR uh, stands with those guys, and and in some in some ways is is even better. Yeah, and cool. I I definitely agree that, that like the God, we're fucking doing a real podcast. Whoops. Uh, PSVR is yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm out. Ben, ben is <laughs> I have nothing that I. Uh, uh, the, the fucking, the, like, we're gonna the, be talking about Joden fighting games in just a second. Okay. No, we're not. Just, just I think the, the the only serious thing I've left to say about PSVR is that that fucking headset, and this has been true since fucking GDC, but that headset is so fucking good. It's so comfortable. Yo, it's yo. It looks like a product for people to use and not game developers and space aliens. It's like comfortable as fuck. I just, I love everything about I'm, it. I'm only speaking for myself on this one, but yo, no Velcro, no weird top strap. This is, this was a thing made by people. For people that you, like for normal, like for my fucking, my roommate can put it on himself without me needing to babysit him. And that's, that's an accomplishment, I think. Yo. Um, Anyways. I'm speaking only for myself. Please don't fire me. Anyways, Drive Club VR is bad. Uh, ben, how are you doing? 
Um, I think the biggest problem right now in the current political economic climate is that people are just, they're, people are back into talking about politics, you know, 2008, it was like a big no-no because no one wanted to talk about it, but now it's so outlandish that everyone's talking about it and that's what's causing this burnout, you know? Mm, big time. Oh, is 2016 the last year of memes? Are memes finally done after this year? Absolutely. That they're just fun. evolving into something else. What are you talking? What are you? What are you? What are you talking? Memes about? have always existed in different forms. Let me um, once the internet let's, came let's, out. Let's go over the history. In, in a second, in two thousand, Google Metal Gear Solid Two ending. I mean, I can sum up my thoughts on this in in just eighty seconds. Life isn't just about passing on your genes. We can leave behind much more than just DNA. <laughs> Through speech, music, literature, and movies. What we've seen, heard, felt, anger, joy, and sorrow. These are the things I will pass on. That's what I live for. What a weird thing for Snake to say. Is this just David Hayter talking? We need to pass the torch. It's not in character. And let our children read our messy and sad history by its light. We have all the magic of the digital age to do that with. will probably come to an end sometime and new species may rule over this planet earth may not be forever i feel like kojima was so caffeinated when he wrote this to leave what traces of life we can building the future and keeping the past alive kojima's like yang could have sworn he uses the M word in this. Yep, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. I could have sworn he talked about memes. Maybe Solidus talks about memes? No, it's, it's, the colonel. G- it's GW. The Colonel spends the entire thing talking about memes. Oh, the whole point of the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 is that the world would be so overwhelmed by false information and junk data and nonsense that, the, that Big Boss's friends had to create a robot in order to create a through line of truth that other people could follow. And the point of MGS2 was seeing if they could compose a through line of truth that would turn a junk boy like Raiden into a cool dude like Solid Snake. And if you've played that game, it ends with a sword fight on top of the Federalist building. So against fuck Dr. Yeah. Octopus. Against Dr. Octopus. Doc against President Dr. Octopus. <laughs> God, what a good game. It and really he was is right. The, it really is the number one video game. Do you know is, that Metal Gear Solid 2 is the best-selling video game of all time? It's weird because it's not even the best Metal Gear of all time. But anyways. It's got, it's actually well, has, do you know that it's the only game that has a score on Metacritic higher than 100? What right. 200. Because <laughs> it's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear what MGS3 got. 78. Yeah, 3. <laughs> I like how everyone's like, oh, the, the twist at the end of Bioshock was, was so impactful. Oh, the, the twist at the, the end uh, of System Shock 2. No, fuck you. Kojima Dude. invented memes and then took them down. Literally the first time I heard the word meme was in that game. I remember, I have a very vivid memory of being like 15 or 16 playing Metal Gear Solid 2 Subsistence on the Xbox, staying up all night with my friend Ryan to play through it, and then like getting to the 
part where the colonel was an AI and telling me to turn the game console off and having like a legitimate mild existential crisis over it. Like I had never had a video game talk to me about it being a video game before, especially one that played it like pretty fucking straight laced up until that point. It was so fucking cool. I didn't play the first Metal Gear. I me neither. Played two. I rented two at some friend's house in, in middle school, and I was damn. We had the I exact could, same experience. Yeah, I, I couldn't no, believe it. Like, yeah, I didn't realize until a couple years ago that when you walk into the hallway after Vamp fucked all those dudes up and there's all that blood everywhere, that that's a very specific reference to a very specific scene in MGS One. Like, I did not put that together because I'd never. But at the same time, I felt like one of the things that that game did super well, and something that was very important, was having a game that treated its own mythology with uh reverence even when it was incredibly stupid stuff that whole Metal Gear Solid 2 plotline references the events of the first game and the implications of that in ways that still felt impactful even if you didn't have the specific context and that's just the one benefit of Kojima being a beautiful overwriter and someone who's like there's not there's not a single line of dialogue in MGS2 that couldn't be improved by turning it into a five paragraph essay. Yeah, that is absolutely... There's, there's something brilliantly middle school about Metal Gear Solid it's 2. So fucking, it's so fucking jerky. God, what a good I, game. I, I, something I think a lot about is like. I, I find Japanese game director Artur dudes like him so interesting because it's a very. It's not a super Japanese thing to do to like fucking make yourself the figurehead and face and voice of a project and like throw your name all over it and insist on writing it all yourself and just having this fucking schizophrenic level of control over every element of it like that's straight up like not how japanese game development yeah. works or how japanese society works nobody it's... knows the names of any of the people who directed like super mario 3d world or anything it's just it's not how you do business and it's it's cool that like I don't know. It's, I think it's just such a fucking yeah. weird-ass YouTube even, vibe. Even the extent to which like people know, say, uh, uh, Miyazaki from, from Software. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, he may have had a huge influence on the tone of games like Demon's Souls and Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But, but even then, you can tell that a lot of different people contributed to the vision. Whereas, if you told me that Kojima hand-modeled Raiden's naked body, I would believe you. <laughs> implicitly if you told me kojima took night classes for two years so he could model raiden's naked body the i was non, like yeah like, uh-huh of course the non-joke version of that is that he probably had a lot of notes on raiden's naked body like definitely right isn't there you you've had some post on your tumblr the effect of like how uh he wanted the the he wanted the bulge or something to show something or or was it the high heels ryan's high heels and two i think it might have been or that they there's a there's a piece of like concept art with a lot of like japanese text on it pointing to different parts of ryan's character design and one of them uh pointed at his butt in his wetsuit and wrote a panty line his panty line needs to be visible (laughs) um and then the line is like i thought he was kidding but he was not nope he does not fuck around God, Death Stranding is going to be so good. I'm already, I'm so fucking on board. It's going to be so wet. You know that's the first game motion captured in a pool? For for reasons that have as much to do with temperature and bad game controls as they do me, like, having fun with it, I don't, I just, iPhone games aren't fucking doing it for me almost ever. I mean, it's just, I, I think it's a combination of things, right? Obviously, the, the control method doesn't always make sense for traditional 3D video games. Though I've got to say, I, I worked uh, Minecon last weekend, and I watched kids play Minecraft on tablets and phones oh, with a with a certainty and a confidence 
that I associate with like astronauts. <laughs> I totally I, every time I, I'm on a plane, pretty much if there's a kid on the plane with an eyeshot of me, they're fucking playing Minecraft on an iPad and killing it. Like they're just they're moving and they are turning so fast. It doesn't matter that they can't do like a nine to a hundred degree turn in one movement. Because it's Minecraft, they're, yeah. They're just swiping so fast and they're tapping and they're going buck wild and I'm losing my mind. And to be fair, like, some of the tablets had, like, third-party controllers attached to them. They were, it was, like, showing the the number of ways you can experience Minecraft on a on a touch device. But holy shit, these kids were were rocking it. I would and love it was to very watch scary. It. I want to step into an alternate dimension where all these kids came up playing quake on their ipads and i would love to see how good they are at quake on their ipads because it'd probably be mind mind boggling uh but the other one is like the i mean phones are are like pcs again where it only makes sense to sort of reach out to the lowest common denominator in terms of the phone hardware which means that the the top performing games on iphone and ipad seem like they're pretty modest obviously they're all free to play games that are trying to you know get a lot of money out of you but also it's like you know a lot of 2d isometric strategy games and 2d top-down card games a lot of 2d what are you using all that phone horsepower for to load the the in-app purchases faster maybe yeah i'm i'm just i'm i'm mad that i keep going on youtube and i keep getting served all these ridiculous full motion video trailers for uh, for Clash of Clan clones that do not represent gameplay in any way, even, in, even no, a little bit, not even close. In in a way that I never got bothered by. Like, I remember there was some news story about oh, people in the UK are mad at the Mercenaries Two trailer because they used FMV and the game didn't run like that, and it didn't run well to begin with. Uh, that was a weird one, but but man, I just. I, it didn't bother me because I knew maybe that's the difference is because back then I was the target for that. And I knew that the advertisement was just an advertisement. But but if, if some child picked up Mobile Strike because they saw Arnold Schwarzenegger getting into a fight in an elevator and then. Well, first of all, it's like, who's this old man? Right. Yeah. Maybe they they might not know. Uh, sorry, Arnie. Grandpa. I'm too busy snapping my chats. Um, I just want to skip to the part where we get Mario jump. That's going to be the first good iPhone game. I'm Mario this. Jump? Yeah. The first good one. Nothing else. Not Tiny Wings. Not Tiny Wings room. is fine, but I just... I don't get excited when I see Tiny Wings anymore. Alright, guys. It's, we, it's time for the second segment of the show. We did our first segment that everyone loves. It's where we talk about <laughs> games. And now, Matt, go ahead and introduce the second segment. Alright. Spend the rest of the show. Racers. Oh, hang on. We're getting a breaking news update. Uh-oh. I'm throwing it back. To Pop Burglar Studio, Ben put in the music. No, you don't have to sing the music if you're telling me to put in the music. Okay, I'll put in put in the music of our new studio. Should I not buy a game if it's published by Ketchup? Because that's the 2048 people, and they're probably nasty folks. I don't know that I need. Thanks, Nick. Nick was our correspondent on the street for that special segment. All right, throwing it back to Matt in the studio. Thanks, Ben. I'm here in the studio. Election coverage continues. Election 2016, the year video game president. I'm joined, as always, in the studio by Ben Pack. He's a correspondent. He's a 
He's, he works for the think tank, Tall Citizens for Good Video Games and Not. <laughs> yeah, TC4GV. Uh, he's the senior director of marketing and throwing his hands in the air. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. I'm here with my correspondent. He's our man on the street, so to speak, but instead of the street, he's on a screen. It's Nick Phoneman Robinson. I'm here reporting live from cell phone. Uh, they made a new Dots game. It, I think it's the same as the other one I did. Gentlemen, this is the most terrifyingly exciting time in our nation's history. We have two candidates running for the presidency, and I think it's time that everyone knows about them. Let's do a finally a deep dive on the issues. Obviously, running under the the flag of the Democrats is this famous video game character. Ben, can you tell us all about the video game character running oh, as a Democrat for president of the United States? Of course. Um, well, you know, Democrats traditionally are very liberal when it comes to both policy and financial um, policy. Policy, And that's why that this year at the Democratic National Convention, they put forward their nominee for president, that's right. It's Cloud Strife. Mm. Cloud Strife. You would think is a that he is choice. not qualified because he is not born in America and not over the age well, of thirty-five. Uh, hey, our last president wasn't born in America either, so who gives a shit? And guess, he's right? also committed several felonies, including hey, our last meteor. Several felonies, including somebody a meteor. Nick, 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 please. Will you will have your turn to talk about the Republican <laughs> candidate in just a moment? Uh, but Ben, tell tell us more about Cloud Strife. The Democrats seem poised. To pick a, a really progressive candidate, yeah. someone that really pushed America forward, but instead they chose uh, Cloud Strife. Can you give us more insight into that? Well, story? first of all, I really wish they had picked a character I knew more things about um, when I was going to be talking about him. But it was, it was weird of them to choose that character <laughs> yeah. that you didn't know anything about. Yeah, but I think that a big reason that they picked him is because of that Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out. It's going to show that Cloud has a fresh, young, new face side of him that people are gonna love he's new he's young he's got the gill and he wants to spread it he's all about college free 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 health care big banks are bad redistribute the gill good redistribute but ben keep in but keep in mind that his critics have accused him of watching people die and not do anything or use any phoenix downs on them is the american public ready to elect a murderer, or more accurately, someone who watched a murder occur and did nothing, or more accurately, a murderer. Well, it's true that we will have to deal with, as a nation with the threat of Sephiroth. Um, he is not a nice man. He is working with ISIS. Um, <laughs> he did kill that woman in front of uh, the potential new president. But you have to remember, you know, we want a steady hand behind the button. We don't want somebody who's going to react quickly and start something that will escalate and turn into a big bad war, which are bad. Wars are bad. Thanks, Ben. I'm throwing it over to Nick. Nick is a member of the committee to re-elect Super Monkey Ball. The one good one, but not the bad ones, because there's only a few good ones. Nick, thanks so much for joining hey, us. Hey, the president is Electabuzz. <laughs> Nick, tell us why the Republicans elected Electabuzz as their nominee. Electabuzz is... The- Electabuzz, <laughs> Electabuzz is the most electable poly, uh, Pokemon. Time out. What's up? I need to talk about what just happened in real life. Nick opened okay. his flask, sniffed it, made a bad face, 
Googled, can bourbon go bad in a flask? Drink it anyway, and it made an even worse face. So that's where we are. Let's focus on the issues at hand. Sorry, I I'd like to as, give the rest know, of my as time a, back as a, to as a cloud strife surrogate, you have all these talking points about, oh, Electabuzz's campaign manager loves to drink old bourbon <laughs> that he left in a flask on his desk for a month and forgot it was there until he had to hear a bunch of talk about cloud strife. Uh, but here are the real issues that matter. Electabuzz has a big old plug on his head, and it's got two prongs. That represents that he's going he's gonna to be bipartisan <laughs> with his two prongs on his head. <laughs> And Electabuzz. Uh, Electabuzz. Nick, it seems like you're opening up the Bulbapedia page on the candidate. Electabuzz has a big old lightning bolt on his chest. That represents he's going to shock the electorate into action. And voter turnout is going to be very high. Because he's going to fry the power, power, power grid and turn off all their electronics so they're bored and they have to go vote. Nick, when will Electabuzz release his tax returns? Uh, he's currently under investigation from Team Rocket, Giovanni, money, <laughs> Pokemon money. Uh, now let me ask, mm-hmm. let me answer your question with a question. When Ash Ketchum would feed all those, all the Pokemon, those little Pokemon snacks, what the fuck are those? Those little brown balls? Nick, it seems like it's really troublesome for you to bring that up when countless critics have, a, have accused Electabuzz of duplicating Master Balls. Forcing Pokemon into a legal breeding experience and keeping a Magikarp on the team. Um, well, here's a fucked up picture I found of Magikarp being eaten as food. Well, Nick, what do you have to say about this? Well, hold on just a second. I'm going to send this image over to Matt Kessler and then I'm going to take a look. Uh, okay. It's, a, I'm not, it's mm. an Electabuzz with breasts. Okay. So first of all, that's not him. <laughs> that's a different guy. Second of all, it's none of your business. <laughs> ben, Nick, thanks so much for your Hold on, I, I didn't get my closing statement. Neither of us uh, did. Yes. So you get to talk sir, first and sir. last. Well, no, we both get a closing statement. Sir, before you finish, I wanted to ask about the third party candidates. Uh, which, uh, Ben, you've uh, taken some analysis of them because you're... Yeah, of course. Of I've been looking at the Libertarian party, party. Nick has been looking at the Green Party, and we obviously know everything about those two candidates. So I'll go ahead Nick, and, li- yeah, and we'll let... Talk- I'll go ahead and ne- let Nick go first. Oh. Nick, you'll have your turn to talk. We're going to go to Nick first, and he's going to tell us about the Libertarian video game candidate for president. Well, listen. Nick, who I, is the Libertarian? A lot of people were surprised when... Uh, Angel Woman from Digimon announced her, her throwing her hat into the ring. But it's one of those things where when you think about it, it actually makes a ton of sense. And and Nick, I would like to see the remainder Angel of my Woman. time to bed. <laughs> Nick, tell us more about how Angel Woman is the ideal candidate for the Libertarian Party. Keeping in mind that Angel Woman first began life as an anime well, let me character just tell you, as such everyone remembers questionable. Everyone remembers what Angel Woman looks like without Googling it. I, and I, and I, I mean, it's it's the the choice is clear. She's Nick. I watched four seasons of the Four Kids dub. Please do not patronize me on my show. Um, she's got the big helmet and the big ears and a bunch of pink ribbons around her with all this text. I on would it. like to point out to the folks at home that those are not ears. They're fucking fabric. They're part of the outfit. Uh, she looks like she's drawn by whoever drew all the characters in Codename Steam, and I find that very compelling. Uh, she's got a bunch of Final Fantasy fucking belts and bullshit. 
And also she's the only Digimon that's just a regular person. So I think that contributes a lot to her candidacy. Now, Nick, you, you say that, but of course, as our audience knows, there's also Angemon, who also looks like a normal guy. How do you explain this grievous lack of logic uh, on your behalf? These closing statements sure go on for a while. Huh? Angemon is not a regular guy, because his feet are too big, and he looks all <laughs> fucked up. Looking. Holy shit, his feet are huge, and he's rich man like sneakers. Yeah, he looked, his feet are fucked up. Nick, are you prepared to, on national podcasts, accuse Angemon of being a Kingdom Hearts? Angemon is a, not a person. He's a fucking Digimon. Born in Hawaii. And he doesn't get to be president. Nick, I'm going to have to cut you off right there or we're going to lose even more sponsors. Ben, please tell us about the video game candidate for the Green Party, Wario. You can't. I had a whole thing queued up. Yeah, wait. Sorry, I, I coughed. That was my producer. He fed me some lines. He fed you some lines. You <laughs> coughed on them, and then you said Wario. So Ben, what do you what do you got? So as, Ben, tell us who's the as we all know, um, he's caused some controversial statements when he's talked about vaccines and stuff before. But I really I really think that the the left has to watch out for Panther Carso. Um, of course, he is um, a member of the Star Wolf unit. And his race, according to um, this Wikipedia document that I prepared, is race. Um, he is of uh, he likes roses, right? <clears throat> and that's kind of scary for a politician because you think of a rose and it's so beautiful on the outside, but it's got thorns on it. And you don't want a thorny man in charge of your country because it looks. I mean, he wants to make America look nice, sure, but we've got a lot of prickly, pokey things like in the Appalachian Mountains. They're very sharp. And so you don't want him in charge of the country because then he's going to lure people in and stab them. Ben, why did the Green Party hire a mercenary to run for candidacy of president of the video game in the United States? They needed someone who was um, calm, cool, and collected. And uh, I personally think that the debates should have had all the candidates. And I think he would have done great at the debates. But the American people spoke and they said, no, no, he's scary because he's a cat man and he's going to... Um, ben, is America going to elect a president who could just be hired by another country to be their president? Uh, sure, why not? Thank you very much for your insight. Now I'm taking it to you for the final statements, your last rights. Uh, Nick, who do you think is going to take it? Which video game character is going to be video game president? Wario. Um, <laughs> Sorry, something wrong with the teleprompter again. <laughs> It's gotta be. I, Hold on, I needed a side with Nick to discuss something. Um, it's, it's gotta be him, right? Nick, why does he have a dick? That's well. Does Greninja? Greninja Hold on. Uh, Hold on, Council. Greninja's We're... dick. Does Greninja? Ooh. Greninja, I think. Well, maybe it's kind of. That's a little selective. When I look, Google Greninja, no, he always Greninja always has a little dick down there. Yeah. So that's our closing statement. Greninja. Dabbing. Grabbing Great. Greninja. Or grabbing Greninja. Dabbing, dabbing Greninja. Dabbing Greninja. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, tune in every single week where you'll hear top-notch political analysis on who's going to be president of the video game United States of America. As always, I'm Matt Kessler signing off for Pod Burglars Weekly, Monthly, Weekly, saying hold your P's and Q's. That stands for pasta and quarterbacks. How did they know I wanted to see anime characters dabbing? 